I've never wanted to be, you know, 2019's event game presentation intern. And then next year is like, oh, that girl last year. Or I didn't want to be, um, you know, 2021's ticket office intern come next year. Like, oh, Chelsea was here. Like, Chelsea worked here. She did this, this, and this. She was great, whatever. Like, I want people to know and remember me for who I am and then the work that I did. And so everywhere that I've gone, I've tried to take ownership over one thing that I can completely, you know, take care of and, and, and own. Welcome to the Living Sport Podcast, where we connect you to young professionals and sport business experts from around the world. I'm Connor Hurley, your host, and I'm inviting you to join us as we head to Huntsville, Alabama. Our guest today is Chelsea Bingham, manager of stadium events at the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Chelsea is a Barcelona 17 Living Sport alum, and she embodies everything that we preach here at Living Sport. You'll learn how and why Chelsea took an opportunity in sales and earned a full-time gig in another department. If Chelsea didn't get out of her comfort zone to try sales, she would never be in the spot she is today. We'll chat about working for the Trash Pandas and how every step along the way in her career led to this opportunity, the importance of sales experience in developing young professionals in this industry, and how the Living Sport family has shaped her personal and professional career. Before we begin, I want to remind you to please subscribe to our podcast and rate it five stars. Also, give us a follow on social at I Am Living Sport. Let's get it started. Here we go. We are live from the studio and are joined with Chelsea Bingham, Living Sport Barcelona 17 alum and manager of stadium events at the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Welcome to the Living Sport podcast, Chelsea. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It still sounds new. It's fresh. Um, but no, I appreciate it. Absolutely pumped to be here. Uh, and thanks for the invite. I'm pumped to have you on here too. Obviously we go way back. Um, our kind of paths uniquely crossed at different times throughout our sport journeys. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that, but I just want to start off and list off some of the things that you have done throughout your career while chasing your dream. You are a living, breathing example of moving to chase after what you really want in life. Um, so here we go. Of course, living sport Barcelona, 2017, represent um <laughs> no doubt all the way back you worked at french lick resort yes, the sir. super bowl mm -hmm. minnesota wild indianapolis indians the That's pacers correct. the harrisburg senators my hometown uh the binghamton rumble ponies and now the trash pandas and i feel like this role i know you said it still feels pretty new but this this was definitely a long time coming and I think things happened for a reason and your journey brought you here for a reason. Oh, without a doubt. Um, it's funny to see how things play out over time. I never would have thought that my first internship that I took while I was still a student while outside of sports is exactly what I'm doing now within the sports industry, which is everything that I could have dreamed about from my days, you know, working in hospitality and then, you know, taking the leap into participating, you know, in the living sport program, moving to a different state and back home uh, every year for the last four years. But to say it's been worth it is an understatement. And it's definitely the, the foundation of who I am, both personally and professionally. You're somebody that just lives and breathes it and you can definitely hear the passion in your voice. I mean, obviously you really got to want it to be in this industry and I can definitely tell that you do. So let's get into sales. 
Sales makes up 80% of the jobs available in sport. And you took a job in sales with the Trash Pandas, knowing that that was probably not the, the ultimate career, the ultimate gig that you wanted. What did it take for you to take that position? And what kind of lessons have you learned from taking that position into your new role? To be completely honest, what it took for me to take a job in sales was a once in a century worldwide pandemic. You said it yourself, 80% of jobs are in sales and the sports industry is hard, it's competitive. And I was making it significantly harder on myself than it had to be by eliminating those job opportunities for myself. You know, the 2020 was um, such an important year for everyone, but for me, it really provided me the opportunity to take a step back and realize what is important to me and um, prioritize how I'm gonna get there. And while I knew that sales wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, I knew that it would be good for me. I knew that it would test me every single day. I knew that it would really complete my experience as an up and coming professional. And it essentially was the final puzzle piece that it took for me to get my first full-time offer. And it's funny to think about how actively I was avoiding sales roles. I ended up having five internships before this full-time job, just trying to avoid sales, but I have my full-time job. I'm still selling. Like instead of selling tickets, I'm selling an event space. I'm selling um, our venue, state-of-the-art ballpark. Um, it really does make a fabric into every single thing that you can do in this business. And it's so important. And part of me wishes I would have just sucked it up earlier and could have grown from it beforehand, but I probably wouldn't be exactly where I am right now. And I couldn't be more happy and thankful for that. So it was worth the journey for me. Absolutely. And I, I know one thing you said there was that you're still selling, even though you're not in a sales role. Sales doesn't stop. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're on a small team, uh, you could be in media, you're selling, you could be in marketing, you're selling. The business has to make money to stay afloat and uh, to keep going. So sales is so important. And so many people, like you said yourself, were kind of go into it, trying to avoid it. Now on to your new position. What do you do in your new role? I know you said you're selling event spaces. Um, I just want to hear some highlights of kind of what you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the stadium events manager for Toyota Field uh, here in Madison, Alabama. And uh, Madison, Huntsville, this area is booming. It is growing exponentially and it is one of the places to be in this country. And so our goal, not just as a first year baseball organization is to make this facility a year round destination. And so my job essentially is to help get people in the ballpark for anything that is not a Trash Pandas baseball game. We want people to be thinking about us from uh, October through March when we're not playing baseball. And so whether it's coming up with creative events to bring into the ballpark or just hosting out our hospitality spaces, such as our stadium club for holiday parties, for example, I booked my first holiday party last week um, and now in the process of, you know, working with uh, the client to host a holiday party, our food and beverage team uh, for catering and things like that, concerts, beer and wine festivals, 5K, 10K runs. And here, one of the most notable things that uh, will be put on is our Christmas light show in Winter Wonderland. So my season starts as soon as the baseball season ends and we're getting started and ramped up on uh, lots of stuff here to keep people uh, in the ballpark. 2020 
Trash Panda is essentially and Toyota Field essentially turned into an event company. So I'm sure a lot of that steam that they they build up over that season kind of helps with building out your portfolio of what you want to have going into these next years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are trying to bring in groups, bring in people from this area to if, if, if baseball is what gets you in the park to realize what a great facility we have, like, let's take it. We have 60 chances this year to get a brand new set of eyes in the ballpark that can think, oh, I wonder if we should have my son's birthday party here or what if we did our company outing here next year instead of, you know, whatever we've done for the past five years or, or whatever. So if, if baseball's what gets you in, that's great. But we also want to try to maximize each and every person that's in here. And that is our focus. Hello, Living Sport Podcast listeners. Have you checked us out on social media? Give us a follow at I Am Living Sport on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. Shoot us a DM and let us know what you thought of this episode. All right. Back to the action. So as you've kind of moved around all throughout your career, had a ton of different experiences in different places, what is your craziest working in sports story? I once was in charge of a promotion uh, in Minnesota where a teenage kid ended up cursing twice on national TV. That was tough. Essentially, the, the kid was prepped and ready to go and then lights camera action uh, stumbled upon his words and his buddies were giving him a hard time and said something that he shouldn't have. I had felt like I really failed the promotion and failed everyone in the arena. And it certainly didn't uh, help when the promotion was ultimately edited and then put on social media. And the comments were flooded with people that were actually at the game and were like, that's not what happened. Uh, these kids were disrespectful, like just going off and a bunch of people, they didn't know they were calling me out, but they were calling me out being like, where was the wild staff member? Like, how could the wild let this happen? Like all this stuff. So um, that was a really tough one for me because I felt like, you know, it was my fault, but it was one of my greatest lessons in like, no matter how hard you prepare, and prep, you can do everything 100% right. But once the live event is happening, like some things are out of your control. We haven't heard anything like that on the show yet. Um, and like you said, you just have to kind of accept the fact that some things are out of your control. People are people at the end of the day. And the lessons that you learn from that, you'll remember for the rest of your career. No doubt. And it makes a great interview story. <laughs> that absolutely too. So Chelsea, you bleed green. Um, what does the Living Sport family mean to you? Quite literally, in the most simple term, everything. I cannot picture, I cannot think of almost any fabric of my life over the last four years that doesn't have the Living Sport Network, the Living Sport family, or this program involved in it in some way. I have met the mo- some of the most authentic, genuine, kind people through this process. I have met some of my best friends in the entire world. Um, I have mentors that have left a lasting impact on my life. And I simply could not be more grateful or thankful, which is why I do everything that I can to be involved with this program, no matter what's going on in my life. So from working part-time in between internships, um, from assisting in the creation and then, you know, running of the Living Sport Alumni Board uh, with our fellow Barcelona alum, Mike Wasco, 
um, he'll love the shout out as he's listening to this. So, um, but from the, the board perspective and being fortunate enough to junior mentor with you in Nashville 20, I will forever do anything that I can to, to be active and a part of this network and this family. And I want my experience for every single alumni that, you know, comes from this program. What you put into it is what you got out of it. So if you're, if you're willing to dedicate yourself to it, I mean, short story here, you picked us up to take us to the airport at four in the morning when we were coming back from the Atlanta program. If we didn't I have, wouldn't wake up at 315 for many people, but I did. If, I mean, honestly, you saved our butts. <laughs> we, we were, I'm like, if Chelsea doesn't come through, who are we going to get? But it's the little things like that, that, that you do and the other people in the network do that, that really separate kind of this network from, from other things. Like you said, genuine people, you know, you come from different places, but all interested in the same thing and really just look after each other. All right, Chelsea, what is your best piece of advice for others trying to break into the industry? So I think one thing that plays well to my benefit is that I am a naturally curious person. I ask a ton of questions, but they're not just to kind of get me through things so people can pull me along. I truly want to understand the purpose behind a decision, the thought process that went into it, how we got from point A to B. It helps me understand the people that I'm working with. It helps me understand people in general. When I'm working with clients, um, I truly can understand what they're looking for and be able to serve them best by understanding them. So I think having a curious mind um, and also being active in searching for opportunities to take ownership over projects. I've never wanted to be, you know, 2019's event game presentation intern. And then next year I was like, oh, that girl last year, or I didn't want to be, um, you know, 2021's ticket office intern come next year. Like, oh, Chelsea was here. Like Chelsea worked here. She did this, this, and this, she was great, whatever. Like I want people to know and remember me for who I am and then the work that I did. And so everywhere that I've gone, I've tried to take ownership over one thing that I can completely, you know, take care of and, and, and own. So whether it was kids club in, in Harrisburg from um, start to finish, or I am still, even though full-time, I am executing and facilitating our birthday program here with the trash pandas. And so I, with the first year team, I've been able to take mold of this program that will carry over into next year's intern and the intern after that. And I think that's one thing that really benefited me in having the opportunity to get promoted was they were able to see um, the quality and the detail of my work from start to finish for something and how I conceptualize a project completely on my own. So in summary, in an open and curious mind, and then the um, searching for opportunities to take ownership of a project. Always try to prove that you can do those things because if you can take over a small project, maybe they'll trust you with the next big thing. Do you have a favorite quote? It um, actually comes from a poem. Uh, the poem is titled Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. It starts out by saying our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that frightens us it eventually leads into something else that says you're playing small does not serve the world and concludes by saying 
as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I think just from, there's a lot in the middle, but like the first chunk and then those last two towards the end, like really stick with me. And I remember hearing at least the beginning part of, of this poem in a movie, Coach Carter, anyone seen it? Um, when I was very young and just the, the power um, behind that scene in the movie and, and the words have really stuck with me. And just to think, as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Like it, it carries with me every single day to just believe in myself more than anyone and how I have an effect and can create lasting change on the world. My name is Chelsea Bingham and I am Living Sport. Hey, Living Sport Network. Thank you for listening to the Living Sport Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss another episode. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. At Living Sport, we utilize sport as a catalyst to experience the world and to inspire personal and professional growth through our international and domestic sport business programs. Our sport business network is for students and recent grads looking to gain an edge over the thousands looking to work in sport. For more information about Living Sport and our programs, please visit livingsport.com. Thank you and have a great day.